this is Heather from the media team at Word Alive. Have you heard us mention the term Houses of Light? It's our version of small groups. Or if you're looking for your next step, you can jump into Freedom Track anytime. For more on both of these, visit wayo.org. And if you haven't already, be sure to download the Wayo app. This week, Kent is teaching us how to be led by the Spirit. I hope you enjoy this message. I got to meditate to, uh, on what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes, few moments today. And uh, I was thinking about Passover. What a glorious day we had in a glorious season, which I told you was just the beginning, not the end. So the next 40 days or so as we move toward Pentecost is a very important time for us spiritually as we move forward. I began looking at it and I realized the first thing God did for Israel after they left Egypt was give them a guide. So they left this nation, they'd been in for 450 years, and God told them what? I'm taking you to a promised land. Well, they'd never been in the wilderness. And they didn't know how to get there. So the first thing God does, he gives them a guide. It says they were met by a cloud by day and a fire by night. It's found in Exodus chapter 13. It says the Lord went ahead of them and he guided them. Somebody say guided. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and provided light at night with a pillar of fire and allowed them to travel by day and night. And when that cloud and fire moved, they moved. And when it stopped and rested, they stopped and rested. And that was their guide. I don't know about you, but let's say if I showed up on a school campus for the first time, would you rather have a map of the campus or a kind student who's been there a couple of years and says, hey, just follow me, I know the way around. How about if you moved into a new neighborhood? Wouldn't it be better instead of trying to find your way around, you had a kind neighbor that says, hey, look, we've lived here for 20 years. Let us show you around and introduce you to everyone in the neighborhood. Well, that's exactly what I believe this is. I believe the cloud by day and the fire by night was the Holy Ghost. I believe, or somebody call, some call him Holy Spirit. I like Holy Ghost. It's just more powerful to me. I like the Holy Ghost. It used to freak me out when I was a kid in the Pentecostal church. They're talking about the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Not Casper the Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Touch your neighbor and say, we're going to be talking about the Holy Ghost today. Tell them. It was a shadow or a type of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says after the resurrection, that's exactly what Jesus did. If he's our Passover lamb, just like Israel coming out of Egypt, first thing they happened to them, they got met by a cloud by day, fire by night. First thing Jesus did after the resurrection was he sent the Holy Ghost to lead them. He said something like this in the, in, in, the John, in the Gospel of John 16. I'd like to read first. Uh, I read the other one first, but I'd like to go to John 16. It says, there's so much more I want to tell you, Jesus said, but you can't bear it now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he'll tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And all that belongs to the Father is mine, Jesus said. And this is what I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So Jesus is promising his disciples, after the resurrection, after Passover, after our redemption, I will send you someone, another one, like me, a helper, to lead you and guide you. Into what? What is it that he want to show you? What is, what is it that God's wanting to guide you into? 1 Corinthians 2, he wants to guide you into what he's prepared for you. Why? Because God's purpose and plan for you, he's not hidden it from you, he's hidden it for you. Because every individual under the sound of my voice this morning, God has a plan and a purpose for your life that he's already preordained for you to walk in. There's nobody else on the earth that can fulfill it. There's nobody on the earth earth can do it, to do it. You are the only one you're called to, to walk in that purpose and destiny, and God has that plan for your life. Look at this affirmation, 1 Corinthians 2, the scripture says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. What's he saying? He's saying the natural man can't receive this. It goes on. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, our God. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, but we've received God's spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. So God's given you this Holy Ghost, this guide, if you will, the very spirit of Christ that the Bible says actually in John 14, he shall be with you and shall be in you. Somebody say with me. With me. In, me. in me. 
I will pray the Father, he'll give you another helper that he abides with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. You know him. Touch three people, say, you know him. Touch three more, say, I'm going to be touching you a lot. You know him. Why? He dwells with you and shall be in you. Now let me go ahead and put something to rest. You didn't get the Holy Spirit when you got saved. You got saved because you had the Holy Spirit. He was with you before you ever met Jesus. That's how you met Jesus. He was with you when you were born. You just weren't aware. But he's been with you every day since you were born, leading you to this place of an awakening so you'd find out why you were born and what you were born for and your purpose could be revealed. He will be with you. I met my wife before I was saved in a bar that the Spirit of God led me to. I'll be back. I'll come over here. I'll be back over here. See, you think you were smart enough to organize your own life? I'm not saying you made all the, I'm not saying God dealt every hand, but every hand dealt, God wins with. And the Spirit of God didn't jump away from you just because you were in sin. He stayed with you all the way through it, trying to bring you to your purpose and to your plan. Come on. That's why it says you know him. You just don't know who he is, but you know him. He's been with you since the day you came to the earth. And then when you are awakened to the fact of who he is, not only is he with you, then he comes and gets on the inside of you. Know ye not? You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now he's with you. Now he's in you. Why? To lead you and guide you into the purposes and the plans that God has for you. So I want to spend the next few moments with you today. How does that happen? How does this Holy Ghost, how does this Holy Spirit guide us? into the purposes and plans of God. Number one, the first way he does it is through an inner witness. Through an inner witness, an inner knowing, if you will. In my opinion, this is the number one way the Holy Spirit will communicate us to us in this life. A specific verse is this, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Remember that time you got born again or got illuminated to who Jesus was and you, all your sins got washed away? Remember that feeling? How did you know that you were a child of God? Well, nobody gave you a birth certificate. <laughs> Nothing natural came, but there was just a knowing inside of you that this had become a reality in your life. It, and that's when you got that born-again grin. You know, you walked around for days like, why? Because something had happened on the inside of you, and there was a witness. There was a knowing that you just knew that God had done something in your life. Well, that same knowing is supposed to go with you the rest of your life, that you just get a witness. Some of you were called to this church, and, and you just got a witness. It, and and you, it might even have been different for you. Like the music may have been different. Even this morning, the music may have been a little different for some. And it may, it may mess with you up here. But here... You start bearing witness with something. I didn't say, it may not be your flavor here, but you bear witness with it down in here. Uh, you, you may not be dancing on the outside, but you're dancing on the inside because it's bearing witness. Uh, my wife talked to uh, Vera Griffin, who's been here 17 years, her and Roger. You know, what, you know what she told her this week? She said, I've never told you this, but here's how we came to church. We saw you on TV talking about the church a, a few months before it ever started. And I didn't know you. I didn't know your vision. I didn't know who you were. And I didn't know what you had planned to do. But as soon as I saw you, the Spirit of God bore witness and said, that's going to be your church. And she said, I knew that the day one that we were supposed to be here because the Spirit bore witness that that's what we were supposed to do. May I just go ahead and jump out there on the ledge with you a little bit here? We, let's quit choosing where we're supposed to go by what, how our needs get met or what our minds say. Let's let the Spirit of God bear witness with us that we're at the right place at the right time. Let's let the Spirit of God bear witness with us. And you, you can walk into a meeting and you can bear witness immediately whether it's God or not. That's why it says you don't even need a man to teach you, 1 John 2. But the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you, he will lead you into all truth. You have to be afraid of error or, or deception. You have the very Spirit of God living on the inside of you 
that is the spirit of truth and will bear witness with you. Isn't that awesome? Jesus didn't even leave you here with a chance of being deceived. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'll send somebody just like myself who will be inside of you, and they will bear witness when need be of what's going on in and around you. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's a powerful gift God's given us, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Number two, how does the Holy Ghost lead us? Through the Word of God. Through the, through the Scriptures. See, I don't believe the Bible's reality because it happened I believe it's reality because it happens I don't have to prove to you the Bible's real I don't even have to prove to you it's without error I don't even have to debate the fact one thing it doesn't matter to me because I know what it's done in my life the Bible when I got the Holy Ghost when I began to realize the Holy Spirit was at work this book became real to me why? The Holy Spirit makes the Word of God a reality. He will use this book to speak to you. I'll never forget the first time it happened. A new believer struggling to, to get through things. I had a lot of fear, a lot of oppression on me. And I'm laying on the den floor watching a TV program. I forget what it was. With my wife and our, our uh, newest son that was there, and Caleb. And I'm just laying there. And I am overwhelmed with fear and anxiety almost like a deep depression, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, God, you know, this is, what is this? And just like this, the Holy Ghost said, go read Psalm 61, verse 2. I went and found my Bible. I opened it up, and I found Psalm 60, 61, verse 2. I turned with excitement to that page. When it got there, here's what it says. From the end of the earth, I will cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And just like that, oppression broke off, fear broke off, and the word of God had come to my life. Now, I don't know about you, but when you have that kind of experience, it's not like getting up in the morning going, I've got to read the Bible. It's like you can't wait to read the Bible. Why? Because God's going to speak to you that morning out of that Bible. And it may be one verse. And I'm like you. I might read it for 10 or 15 minutes and don't feel nothing. But all of a sudden, one scripture will start coming off that page. And it just gets up off there and gets down in you. The next thing you know, God has spoken by the Spirit of God and led you in a situation from the Word of God. I can't tell you how many times it's happened over and over again. When we first moved to Alabama, the Lord was talking to me about writing books and publishing books and music CDs. Some of it I've seen happen, some of it I haven't. But the Lord spoke. I was just minding my own business praying. The Lord said, you're going to have a publishing company. Part of your ministry is going to be publishing. I never thought about that. I said, Lord, you've got to give me a scripture for that. The Lord said, read Psalm 68, 11. I opened it up. You know what it says? The Lord gave the word. Great was the company that published it. Bam. A word from God. A word from God. God wants to lead you like that. He wants to take the scriptures and make them a reality to you. Jesus says the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And the Lord will speak to you and guide you with the scriptures. It's not supposed to be an boring experience. It's supposed to be a life-giving experience. The Lord's talking to me right now. I may talk to you some about next week. The Lord's talking to me about the difference between wisdom and foolishness. Lord says, this season is not a season to be foolish. Season to walk in wisdom. And I woke up from a sleep with a scripture that says, Kent, all things are lawful, but all things aren't expedient. In other words, yeah, you can do anything and everything, but all things don't take you to where you're supposed to go. And there's some foolish things in this season we may have to lay down if we're going to go on with God and walk in wisdom. Well, what's that? That's the Word speaking. Who is that speaking? That's the Holy Ghost. Touch three people say the Holy Ghost is going to talk to you through the Word. Tell them. Number three, quickly. He will speak to you through leadings. He will lead you. That's Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led... By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How do you know when the Holy Spirit's leading you? What's the difference between the Holy Spirit and the devil? The devil drives you, but the Holy Spirit leads you. 
The Holy Spirit doesn't drive you with compulsion. That's the enemy. The Holy Spirit will gently lead you with nudgings and wooings to move forward with him. Led by the Spirit of God. It says in Matthew 4, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. What does that mean, to be led by the Spirit? That just means that you follow this inner knowing. You follow this voice. You, f- you begin to trust that. And sometimes it sounds, it sounds you know, like something you wouldn't normally do, but you just you trust it. You learn to trust it because it's proven to be so faithful to you over time that you just start trusting it and let it lead you. I can't tell you how many times Bev and I will be driving off this property, going somewhere. It's to do something as mundane as to get a bite of lunch, and Bev will say something. I just don't, I feel like we're supposed to go here. And you're like, but yeah, but we were going here. She's like, yeah, but I know, but I feel like we're supposed to go here. And now what happens, you get there and you wind up at the right place at the right time. It happened not, it happened not long ago. We're driving down the road and both of us at the same time, I said, have you seen so-and-so, a lady that goes to our church? Lately, Beth said, no, but I've been thinking about it for three days. We start praying for her. Amen. We pull into the softball fields and Beth said, let's park over here. I said, you better park it over here. She said, no, let's park over here though. I just feel like we're supposed to. We park there, we get out the door, you know who's next to us? The lady we've been praying for for 30 minutes in the car. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's like you're being led by an unseen hand. And and it's just kind of moving you and leading you and guiding you. And some of you don't think it's God because it sounds like you. But I got good news. You and God sound a lot alike inside you. Come on. It's because it's your spirit bearing witness with his spirit, and he's using your spirit connected with his spirit to move you. So it may sound like you, but actually it's God leading you. And so God God wants to lead us. All of a sudden you may just be meditating or, or reading the scriptures and somebody's face come before you. You just pray for them. You're just led to do something, led to pray for them, led to go to a certain place or be the Holy Spirit wants to lead us. Three or four. How about this one? A check in your spirit. If some, some of you need to get a hold of this one. A check in your spirit. It's like all of a sudden the Holy Ghost, you know, checks you like. You ever got checked? Like a stop sign. He'll check you in the spirit. And it happens uh, in my life frequently. He'll just check you, especially it happens in my life in conversation. That I'll start to say something, the Holy Ghost in me will go, mm mm. He'll check me, like, mm mm. You ever had that? You say, I'm about to ease over and gossip, or. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will go, mm mm. And, 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 and it's a discipline because when you get the mm mm. You have to shut her down. And a lot of times you mid-sentence, you're about to tell the news. And then, so you're like, man, did you hear about? They're like, what's wrong with you? I just heard a mm-mm. Y'all know me, right? So, I mean, I like a little off-color humor every now and then, you know, but. But anyway, I'll, sometimes I'll go down that path, and the Holy Ghost will grab hold of me, and he'll be like, mm-mm-mm. And you're at the punchline. I mean, it's just about to bring it home, you know. It's like, mm-mm-mm. And then, have you ever, and sometimes I go on and say it anyway. And then it goes from mm-mm to mm-mm. You just feel sick inside. What is that? You've grieved the Holy Ghost. You've grieved him. That's why it says, let your conversation be seasoned with grace and grieve not the Holy Spirit. Most of it's tied to conversations. But he'll check you. And you need to listen to those checkings. This is, Acts 16 says, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach in Asia. They tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of God wouldn't permit them. It's a checking. And normally it's for your protection. 
Y'all remember when those Doc Martin shoes were popular? They were those big old boots with stitching around the edges of them with a big old sole on them called Doc Martins. They were just a uh, fashionable years back. I wanted a pair of them. And I was preaching up in North Carolina. I thought, I'm going to go buy me a pair of those. And I got in the shower to get ready. I didn't even have Google back then or all that. So we had to go to the Yellow Pages. Found the store that sold them. You know, and I called them. They had them. And I was getting ready to go. Spirit of God checked me. said, mm-mm. I was like, you got something against Doc Martens? You know, and, and I didn't get an answer back, you know. And I thought, well, I'm going to get some of them shoes now. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I've been wanting them shoes. And so I go on to get the shoes. And, and I turn up, and I keep getting a check all the way there, just feeling like uneasy. I get there, I open the door, and the place is full of witchcraft. Walk in, there's every kind of sorcery object and all kind of stuff they're selling uh, for, for witchcraft. And the Spirit of God said, I was trying to tell you. Man, I whooped around, ran out of that place. You know what I mean? I just got out of there uh, frightened, really, because I disobeyed the Holy Spirit. You know, how, ma- how much trouble could you have stayed out of and how many things you could have stayed out of if you would have listened to the Holy Spirit? Come on, somebody. Some of you should have got a check before you married that first one. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, come on now. Come on now. You was getting a check the whole time, but you went on about it. You let your lust override your check. Touch somebody say, he's preaching truth now. Come on. Thank God for grace. Some of you should have took that job. Some of you should have took that. And I think most, a lot of times we get ourselves in a jam because we've not been led by the Spirit of God. And thank God he comes and gets us out of the jam. The Lord told me something very powerful. He said, Kent, here's the good news. You're going to make it to where you're supposed to go. That's the good news. Nothing can stop it. Now, what you choose, do you want to get there by revelation or tribulation? You can get there by revelation, listening, obey me, or you can get there by tribulation. I'll just have to let you go through stuff to get you there. You're going to get there. That's good news. But you can get there by revelation, get there by tribulation. I don't know about you. I'd much rather get there by revelation. Amen? How about this? Five quickly. Quicken, quickenings. Quickenings. That's when a quickening of the Holy Ghost comes on you. That's when something jumps at you. For that, that's when you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden a verse or two that just jumps off the pages, hits you right between the eyes. Or That's when the Holy Spirit quickens something to you and, and you just grab a hold of it to examine it, to see exactly what the message is He's trying to say to you. And He speaks in very little ways. Speaks to you in, 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 in really interesting ways. You just got to be attuned to it because he's always speaking. He's always, it's, just, it's just we're not aware that he's always trying to speak to us and communicate to us. But he'll quicken you. I'll never forget, I was really going through some stuff. And I know I'm telling you all my stories, but, you know, I'm the one talking. You know what I mean? It's like I, I got some other people's stories here that's, that's, that's cool, but I just know my journey, right? And I, and I know you got your story, so I don't want you to think it's all about me. And, I don't, and I'm not telling you I get it all right either. I, I'm not going to tell you when I missed it. I'm just going to tell you when I got it right. You know what I'm talking about? But, but you do miss it, and that's okay too. Any attempt at obedience is blessed. That's how you learn. But I was really... Uh, you know, becoming like a workaholic, and I still struggle with that. I just, you know, I like to work, and, and I like to go all the time, and, you know, people tell me to rest, and I'm like, well, okay, whatever, and, you know, but I, I found myself on a Tuesday being led to a mall, which I don't like, and I just felt led to walk to this mall. Wasn't shopping, just being, Holy Spirit said, go in there and walk around, and I'm like, all of a sudden, the whole store voices and everything went quiet. It's like I'd walked into a vision. And the only thing I could hear was the music. And it was saying, it's all right to have a good time. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. And the Lord was speaking to me saying, you don't have to work all the time. It's okay every now and then just to have a good time. Now, God's talked to me through music at the mall. quicken you see i believe god speaks to everything god spoke to me through that crazy movie uh what's that guy oh god 
come on, Kent, think on it now. He hadn't, he hadn't done anything in a while. Jim Carrey, who knew it? Man, what a word of knowledge. Come on, Daddy. How did you know it was Jim Carrey? You better sit down. You better sit down. That's exactly right. It was Jim Carrey, uh, Bruce Almighty. And in that movie, he's kneeling down in the highway crying, saying, I want my grace back. And I got into a place of striving in my life. I'm sitting there eating milk duds and drinking a Diet Coke, minding my own business. Next thing you know, I'm, oh, I'm under the Holy Ghost watching Bruce Almighty because God spoke and quickened me. He said, Ken, it's time you quit striving and get your grace back. Come on. Touch three or four or five people and say, God's going to quicken you to those kind of things. Right? He'll quicken you. I, it, happens, it happens, and a lot of times it happens in giving with me. I've had just a run of them recently, just, just giving ones. We were at Waffle House, and uh, me and Matt Routon, who's back there in the back, and Cody Shelton, I think it was us three, had an early breakfast, like 6.30. Waitress came up to us, very kind. We, we ate our eggs and had some fellowship, talked about some things we felt like we were supposed to accomplish in God. Next thing we stood up, and the Spirit of God quickened all three of us at the same time to give this girl money. Just boom, boom, boom. And we all just got money and gave it to her. She got it started sobbing. It was the exact amount she needed to pay a fine off that had been holding her captive that she couldn't get. Come on, somebody. Come on. I was in the connection. A guy gave me some money. I put it in my pocket. A girl came up to me for prayer. She said, would you pray for me? I said, gladly. Join hands to pray for her. The Lord said, don't pray. I said, why not? He said, the answer's in your pocket. Reached out and said, Lord, said, don't pray. There's your answer. Started sobbing the exact amount she needed to pay her power bill and help her family out. Right? Y'all tracking with me? Let me tell you the recent one. I like this one. Somebody blessed me the other day with a little bit of money, like a couple hundred dollars. I love to get blessed. Just by the way, I'm a receiver. And I like to carry it right here because I know he's always blessed me to be a blessing. If I get blessed, I never put it in the bank. I put it in my pocket because I know it ain't for me. Some of it may be, but I'm blessed to be a blessing. So when somebody blesses me, I know God's either trying to get something to me or through me. So I put it here just in case. Oh, this was fun. Being Bev pulled through McDonald's just three days ago. She got a fish fillet and I got an egg white delight. We were, we were shaking it down at McDonald's. Pull up. I, and I thought, oh, all I have is that blessing. I ain't got any. So it was like a $100 bill, $9, you know, $9.08. So I, got out, I gave it to her. She just like this, says, what you going to do with that change? She asked me. She said, what you going to do with that change? I said, give it to you. She's like, why would you do that? I said, because Jesus wants you blessed. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> do you not just. Can you dream with me a minute? What if we all started just getting out there, hanging out like this? Just get out. And I know many of you do, but I'm just saying, what if we all just got out there being led, being quickened by the Holy Spirit? When he speaks, we move. When he leads, we go. When he nudges, we take a step. And we just move like that together. Can you imagine what kind of effect we can have on this whole community and this region around us when we just allow the Holy Spirit to move us supernaturally in this season? God is ready to do that. God is ready for, for us to move and be quickened by the Holy Spirit. Let me hurry. Six, visions. God wants to give us visions. Joel says something like this. And it shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. Notice, visions, dreams, and prophecies are all directly connected to the Holy Spirit. God wants to raise up a church that lives in visions, dreams, and revelations from the Lord. God wants you and I to have visions of the Lord. Paul said, I think 1 Corinthians 12, he said, Doubtless, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord Jesus Christ. Visions aren't for prophets. 
Visions aren't just for preachers. Visions aren't just for apostles. Visions are for God's people to live and have visions so that you can flow with God. Are y'all listening to me on Sunday morning? That's all right. I know we get a little resistance on this message because we're moving in the spirit things. You know what I mean? The devil don't want you walking in it. I can tell you that right now. The devil don't want you walking in no dreams and visions and revelations. The devil don't want you blessing somebody at McDonald's. Oh, I'm in it. Yeah, I like it. Visions. My wife had her first vision before she knew Jesus. She was a drug dealer driving from North Carolina, from Virginia to North Carolina with enough cocaine to put her in prison for life. And she's driving down the road as a good drug dealer would do, not doing it. You know, good drug dealers don't do drugs. You know that, right? She's just transporting all of a sudden, the sky opens up. She looked like a drive-in theater before she knew Jesus. And she saw somebody with a microphone, her and a man with a microphone, preaching the gospel to thousands of people. She said, God, you got the wrong girl. She said she heard God chuckle like, hmm, we'll see about that. <laughs> Two years later, me and her meet. We go on our first date. We're sitting outside of this little cafe. All of a sudden, she looked straight at me. She said, you're going to be a preacher. I thought, you're beautiful, but you're the craziest chick I've ever seen in my life because I ain't going to be no preacher. Not today, anyway. She said, oh, yes, you are. She said, I had a dry, I saw you in a vision. Two years later, we're preaching the gospel. We've been preaching the gospel 30 years. Came to my, let me, my, here's what I propose to you. If Jesus can speak to a drug dealer in a vision, can he speak to you, a Holy Ghost believer in a vision? God spoke, God spoke to Paul. God spoke to Paul the apostle before he knew Jesus. He was blinded naturally. God said, there's a man named Ananias who's a disciple of mine. He's going to come pray for you. You're going to get your eyes back and you're going to get the Holy Ghost. And while that's happening, there's a man named Ananias over here who is the disciple. And it says God came to him in a vision and said, there's a man over there named Saul. I want you to go over and pray for him because he's a chosen vessel of mine. And there's some things he's going to have to do for me. Now a man with a vision got a hold of a guy that's got a vision and laid his hands on him. And the Holy Ghost blew up. Somebody shout, get you a vision. Man, we're wandering around the earth, visionless people, when God's given us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to believe. We're not supposed to wander around here not wondering what the will of God is and what am I supposed to do and what is my purpose. We're supposed to know exactly what we're supposed to do. Give it to you in a vision. Man, when we, when we start talking around here about get you a vision, we're not talking about a five-year plan. That's not what, that's a corporate, that's a, that's a worldly wisdom. We're talking about, when we say get a vision, I'm saying get you an encounter where the Lord shows up and shows you something. I feel that one. Somebody's about to have a vision. Somebody's about to have a vision. Somebody's about to move on in. Dreams. God wants to speak to you through dreams. It's all through the Bible. Job says God speaks once, yes, twice, yes, three times in a dream and a night vision. God wants to speak to you in your dreams. It's all through the Bible. Jesus was protected by dreams. His dad Joseph had dreams about not to go to Egypt, when to go, when to stay. Nebuchadnezzar about the end times. Joseph and Pharaoh all throughout the Bible. God came to Abraham in visions and dreams. How do you think God led Abraham before they had this? And may I just go ahead and say, let's go ahead and get rid of the cessation teaching. A lot of people teach once you got this book that we don't need the Holy Ghost. 
That's the worst error you can fall into. If you start worshiping this book and don't worship the God who wrote the book, you're going to get in trouble. Well if, it's, well, if it's not in the Bible, well, Jesus said he did so many things you couldn't even write it in the Bible. He said if you, if you, if you wrote all that Jesus wrote in here, it wouldn't be able to be contained in one book. I'm not saying go against the Bible. I'm just saying, you know, I, I may not give you, you know, I can't give you for scripture verse to bless somebody at McDonald's. Come on, I'm just saying the Lord will lead you and guide you to do these kind of things. And God wants you to have dreams. You say, what do I do? Write them down. Start paying attention to them. Write your dream. God wants to speak to you in dreams. I'm not saying all your dreams are going to be from God. Some of them will be because of the pizza you ate last night before you went to bed. And, and, but you'll know the difference. But write them down. Pray into them because God is going to speak to you and he's going to confirm his, his, his message to you. He will, he will confirm these dreams. Man, I, had a, such a, I was so encouraged. One of the young ladies that's going through recovery, she came up to me. She said, I've got to talk to you. I said, what's going on? She said, oh, I am fired up. My faith is at an all-time high. I said, what happened, doll? She said, well, you know I'm in recovery. I said, yes. She said, well, I've been struggling. She said, my dad walked with me through 10 years of addiction. She said, man, I love my dad. She started crying, talking about how she much she loved her dad. She said, I love my dad. She said, but he went to be with the Lord about six, seven months ago. And she said, I'm just, to be honest, I've just felt so wayward because I just don't, he's like my rock. And she said, especially uh, in this season, that she said, I'm finally coming on the other side of addiction. She said, but because of my addiction, I'm suffering financially. I'm trying to, you know, make things work. She said, and I got in a real jam. And she said, I needed $200 to pay my bills so I could go, go forward. And so I thought, man, if dad was here, he'd always just come through for me. So she said, you know, I thought, I thought I'll pray. She said, before I, went to bed last, before I went to bed a couple nights ago, she said, I prayed, God, you know, I don't have my dad, and you know what's going on in my life, so all I can do is turn to you and just ask you to help me. She said, I had a dream. She said, in my dream, my dad came to me and said something like this, you've got a heavenly father that will look after you just like I looked after you. And he said, by the way, go to the storage unit where you packed my stuff after I went to be with the Lord and get my Bible, there's $200 in it. So she wakes up from this dream thinking, did I just hear God? Did this, is this real? Well, there's only one way to find out, isn't it? She gets in her car, drives to the storage unit, digs through, finds a box, gets his Bible, opens it up, and there's two $100 bills in the middle of her Bible. Now, why was she so fired up? It wasn't the $200. It was that she realized the God of heaven can speak and tell you some things that you don't even know about in a dream. Come on, somebody. God wants to speak to us. God wants to lead us and guide us. This Christianity is not a boring deal, guys. This ain't, this ain't supposed to be something where we just come on Sunday, hear a little message, and bump on down the road, try to get self-help, and, you know, try to get willpower to work. God wants to give you some supernatural deal. God met them with a cloud by day and a fire by night. He met us with the Holy Ghost and fire. He wants us to move with it and walk in it. The last way, quickly, is prophecy. God wants everybody to prophesy. He's calling us all to prophecy. That's why 1 Corinthians, I believe it is 14.1, says, Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. An apostolic church is supposed to be a prophesying place. We're all supposed to be able to hear the word of the Lord and prophesy. Speak God's word of encouragement. You say, well, why is that important? Because the spirit of prophecy is the spirit of encouragement. That's all prophecy is. It says it's for exhortation, comfort, and encouragement. That's what prophecy is for. It's not to call people sin out. They already know that. It's not to condemn people. It's to encourage people. And, you, and I'm telling you, God wants to encourage people. That's why he is the spirit of encouragement. That's why he wants you to prophesy. God so wants you to be encouraged. He, starting putting, he started putting encouragement on, on halls. Cough drops. I opened up a cough drop before I came to this meeting. I told the guys, I said, oh, my God, God's wanting to encourage people so much, he started writing it on the halls. 
I opened it up. Mine says, power through. Put a little strut in it. Bet on yourself. A pep talk in every drop. Power through. All on a cough drop. I took that from the Holy Ghost. Be unstoppable. Nothing you can't handle. Seize the day. Give yourself a high five. Get back in, champ. It's yours for the taking. You've survived tougher. I thought the Lord so wanted to encourage people, he started writing them on Hall's cough drops just to get a message to you. Come on. I'm saying, God, in Word Alive, you don't need Hall's cough drops. We're going to grab hold of the spirit of prophecy and begin to encourage one another in it. You say, man, Kent, how do I flow in this? Man, I'm glad you asked. Because we all start in a place and move in it. All this I just talked to you about. I'm not saying it all happens overnight and you start walking fully in it, but you start. Rex Humbard, y'all remember him, TV preacher? I was fortunate to spend a lot of time with him before he passed away. And we got to talk about the Holy Ghost. I said, and I was learning, right? I said, Rex, how do you, you're such a powerful man and you hear God and walk with God. I said, how do, how do you do that? How did you get that? He said, oh, there's only one verse that answers that. I said, what is it? He said, it's Acts 5.32. I, I wrote my Bible. You know what it says? It says, and we are witnesses of these, of, these, of these things, and so is the Holy Ghost who is given by God to those who obey him. Rex said, if you obey the Holy Ghost, you'll get more of the Holy Ghost. He said, if you'll start listening to that inner voice, and when he talks to you, move on it, you'll hear it stronger and louder and more often. And that's all it is. It's just hear it, obey it, hear it, obey it, hear it, act on it, hear it, move on it. And as you do, it just intensifies. And it moves forward, and it starts in little ways. Right? It starts in little ways. I was walking out at the exchange yesterday. And there was a piece of trash blowing out of one of the stores. And everybody's just watching it blow by. Like, and I was just saying, Holy Ghost said, pick that trash up. I'm like, it ain't my trash. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, I didn't ask you if it was your trash. I just asked you to pick it up. Why? I love the earth. This old timer sitting there looked at me. You could see he's like, hmm. Like, why did he pick that trash up? That wasn't his trash. Why did I do that? It has nothing to do with the trash. I know if I will listen to God in mundane, everyday stuff, he'll trust me with some big stuff that he wants to. Anybody listening to me this morning? You already know him. He's already with you and in you. It's not like I'm introducing you to somebody that you don't know. You heard him when you was at the grocery store and you pushed that buggy away and something said, go put that buggy back where you get. That's who he. You heard him when you acted so ugly towards your spouse and you huffed away and God told you, go back and make it right. And then you asked, why don't you speak to them? Let them come make it right. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. You hear him, you know him, it's just obeying. Because the Bible says he that has it and uses it will get more. He that doesn't use it, that which he has will be taken away. Here's what's sad to me. There's people sitting in church, been here for 25 years, and you ain't flowing with the Holy Ghost any more than you were 25 years ago. We got to move on that kind of stuff. God's ready to do something right now in our midst. Maybe we should quit waiting for revival. Maybe you are revival. Maybe you just need to start obeying the Holy Spirit and step out in it and move. So I'm just here to encourage you today that they were met with a cloud by day and a fire by night. The Holy Ghost is our God. And we're moving toward Pentecost. That's when the Holy Ghost was poured out. And the Lord wants us to begin to listen and obey and move with Him. And listen to the voice of God. And move with God. He is speaking. You know Him. He's with you. He's in you. It's just a matter of starting to move with Him. Amen. And walk in this. Amen. 
and see his purposes and plans fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a family right there, I think. Is there one, two, three? Are y'all family? All three of you? Yeah, who, who's the lady beside you? Huh? Glenda? Linda. Linda, your whole family is about to experience something in God. Huh? Come on now. What you saying to me, Linda? Y'all hear what she's saying. She's telling me, I'm going to talk to Pastor Dan and plan a funeral for my living family. In other words, she's saying, my family's got to come back alive in God. My family's got to come back to the kingdom of God. And here I am walking around up here, and all of a sudden, the spirit of prophecy comes and says, it's household salvation. It's a lamb for a house. God saved you to be a lamb for your house. And a sanctified woman sanctifies the whole house. Your house shall be saved in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Woo! That's the Spirit of God in the house. Thank you. Just stand up. We're already up now. Get in it. Man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Young man in the plaid shirt back there. Yes, you're going to be wild for Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm telling you what, the hand of the Lord is on you. The hand of the Lord is all on you. And the Lord, you've seen a lot of things. And you've been a spirit, you've been attracted to a lot of spiritual things. And some of it's God and some of it's not God. Some of it's part of God's world. Some of it's a part of another world. But the attraction is what's important because God put that in you. He put the desire in you to know and understand spiritual things. I even see at night looking to the heavens and looking to the stars and looking to the constellations and looking to the way the earth works and the way the universe is flowed. And the Lord's given you a gift because he He's taught you that the universe is kind. He's taught you that the universe is generous. And he's taught you that a spirit to not judge and be inclusive, not exclusive. And the church has been turned you, has turned you away, and you've been turned away from the church because the church has told you it's exclusive, yet God's been telling you it's inclusive. The church has told you it's limited, but God's telling you it's unlimited. And I'm here to tell you today, you have heard from God, and God's going to use you in a radical way in this season in your life. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Woo! That's the Spirit of God in the house today. That's the Spirit of God in the house today. Somebody's watching on the internet today. You got a problem in your right knee, and you're sitting there, you're saying, God, I wish he would say something about my right knee. I just said it. I dare you to jump up and stand on it now and see you've been radically healed right now in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of prophecy, the Spirit of encouragement is here. The Spirit of God is here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a man in the back. You look like a gray shirt on. You just looked up at me. Wave at me. Yes, I saw you with a hard hat on. And, 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 and you took the hard hat off. And I knew that God was saying there's a change coming in your life. There's a change coming that you've been praying for. And God says, get ready. I'm about to bring about some supernatural changes in your life. You're not going to live a mundane life. You've not been destined just to go through the motions and live a mundane life. But God's called you to, use, to live an extraordinary life. And God's put it in your heart that there's got to be more that, to what I'm supposed to do than where I'm at right now. I'm here to tell you, God's got a plan for you. God's got a purpose for you. God's got a destiny 
destiny for you. And today, the seed of destiny that was sown in your heart years ago is finding its way alive again. And it's about to bring forth a mighty harvest for you and your family. I hear the Lord saying, you're going to be blessed going in and you're going to be blessed going out. You're going to be blessed in the church. You're going to be blessed outside the church. You're going to be blessed in your job. You're going to be blessed in the house. I just see the Lord writing, blessed, 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 blessed over you and your family in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Where's your dad at? Something's happening in your heart towards your father. I don't know if your father's here, alive, or somewhere, but something in your heart. And I'm going to tell you what's happened. Because of what you've gone through with your father, God's given you the spirit of the father. And now God says you're going to lead others in that spirit because it's not a natural thing. I know nothing about you, and you know that. But I'm telling you, because of what you've been through with your father, now you carry the hotter of the father. And you said, but God, I've never had a father. God said, that's why I'm calling you to be a father in the house of God. And you're going to father up those that have not had fathers and you're going to father up those who've had that break with their father and God says the spirit of the father is going to flow through you and flow on you for the Holy Ghost is the promise of the father receive the father's heart in Jesus name Woo! glory to God glory to God Woo! my God Man, there's an anointing here. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. How many people here in this auditorium, you currently move in... Wait a minute. I don't even know if my family's here or not. But I'm, I'm talking to Josh and Lori in the Spirit. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, For 20 years you've sown seed. For 20 years, you've sown into the kingdom of God. For 20 years, you've laid up a storehouse of seeds. And even recently, there was a place up in the North Pole called Noah's Ark where there's seeds stored up for times of war. And in that place called Noah's Ark, there's every form and type of seed. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I have opened up the ark of my covenant. I have opened up the ark of my presence. And the seeds that you have sown are about to come full circle and you're headed for the greatest harvest that you've ever seen in your life, your family and your ministry to this day for the Lord says I will not forget the labors of your past for they are in this season that you will eat the fruit of your seed says God. Come on somebody Woo! Oh somebody ought to praise God with me a minute Oh praise him like you mean it Woo! Man! Shela bo saka tararabasataya. Shela bo kosaya. How many people in the sound of my voice currently prophesy? Wave at me. All right. How about in the balcony? How many prophesying people we got in the balcony? All right, just keep your hand up. All right, look around. I need this is an interactive service. In a minute, I'm about to release some prophesying. If you don't want any, just sign them off. Like, but if you want some, wave it on, because God's about to release some encouragement in the house. Where are the people that prophesy? Wave your hands at me. All right. I got, I'm kind of I'm kind of loaded on the front, so I need some of you fronts to go to the backs. How many prophesied people we got over here? Need some prophesied people over here. How many prophesied people we got over here? You know how to prophesy. All right. We got about five minutes. I just need you to, and when I say go, just start prophesying to people. Just, 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 just get people and just give them the word of the Lord. Speak a word of encouragement. Speak a word of exhortation. Speak a word of word of comfort. Because we're going to stir up the spirit of prophecy. We're going to release the spirit of prophecy here today. We're releasing the spirit of prophecy here today. If you, if and honestly, I understand. If you're not ready for prophecy, I understand. Just 
Catch me next time. But I'm telling you, God wants to encourage somebody today with the spirit of prophecy, and God wants to activate it in you. So I say in Jesus' name, just go and prophesy now. Come on. Just find you somebody and pray for them. Come on. Let's move pretty quick. Come on. Come on. Come on, A. Come on, Debbie. Come on. Come on, Jazz. Come on. Just find you somebody. Go to the back, the balcony. Make sure every person that wants, and if you, if you definitely want prayer, wave at somebody. Say, come pray for me. Hey, Zach. Zach, we got people right here who wants prayer. If you want prayer, nobody's praying with you. Just wave. Come on, come on, come on. Just begin to release it. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. It won't take long. Come on, receive it. Receive the Spirit of God. Receive the Spirit of prophecy. Those of you that aren't, aren't receiving or giving ministry, just pray for a minute. Let people be encouraged here a minute. This is important. This is important here, what we're doing today. This is very important. We're stirring up the spirit of prophecy in the house. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see the couple in the balcony from Jacksonville, right? Yes, you know, you, yeah. I see an umbrella over your life, right? And it's, and it's an umbrella, but it's odd. It's an umbrella that's, it, you know, because they're a blessing when it's raining. But I see something funny. I see the Lord turning an umbrella into a funnel. And it's like you said, God, it seems like our blessings keep running away from us. It's like they, they come to us, but they run away from us. God says, get ready. It's a new season. Blessings aren't going to be hitting you, running off of you. But your, your, your life's going to be a funnel, and blessings are going to start running to you. And the pain of your past is going to be swallowed up in the joy of your future. And even in your physical body, oh man of God, you are receiving supernatural strength. And depression shall not be named among you in this season. For the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength receive supernatural blessings in this season in Jesus name glory to God 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 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lady here with your hands across right here. Is this your whole family? This is crew. I see something odd in the spirit. I see somebody taking a rug and jerking it out from under you. And it's like there's been a season where it's like the enemy came to, to, to really try to trip you up and jerk, jerk the whatever the things are that you're standing on out from under you. But the scripture that comes to you, it says, when my foot slipped, you're slipped, your mercy, O oh Lord, held me up. I'm telling you, you've been in a narrow place, but God's about to bring your whole family out into a broad place. And you're going to find yourself standing on some solid foundations because God says, your prayers of the past, your faith of the past have built you a foundation that's coming into pure vision now. And you're about to go to heights that you've never dreamed before in the spirit because of what you've sown in the past in Jesus. Jesus name there's a guy back there in a pink shirt on yes with a beard I see your Bible there's a belt and God's taking the belt off the Bible God says you're about to put on the belt of truth and you're about to get revelation knowledge from the scripture like you've never gotten before because God's called you as a teacher God's called you as one to impact others and you're gonna see the spirit of revelation function in your life like never before in the name of Jesus I hear the Lord calling artists and painters to the forefront saying this is the season for the creative aspect of worship to come full bore in the name of Jesus let's all lift our hands to heaven Father God, we say we receive a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of the living God in this season. Lord, we thank you. You are going to be a guide to us. You are going to lead us. You are going to guide us. You are going to speak to us. You are going to minister to us. You are going to minister through us.
us. We receive the cloud by day. We receive the fire by night. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this season. It will be magnified. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the former house. So we lift our hands up and we receive it and we say yes to being led by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody in agreement shouted yes. Be blessed. I love you. We'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this message. For more content like this, please visit wordalive.tv or download the Wayo app. Have a great week.